Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are going on, and they're awesome, okay? And, and you know, while not everyone is, is following it the way that Romberg and I are, it's incredible sport, okay? The competition is amazing, and the NHL postseason is so much better than the NBA postseason, and basketball is my favorite sport, and the NBA is my favorite league, and I have no problem speaking the truth on that. The NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are the best. And joining us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, they're truly steps beyond convenience. Former Florida Panther captain uh, Ed Jovanovsky with us here, who's certainly playing a ton of postseason games. Ed, good morning. How you doing, man? Morning, guys. Good to uh, good to talk to you again. And, and and can you help describe to us why why guys like Romberg and I feel that the Stanley Cup is the most difficult trophy to win in all of sports? Well, yeah. I mean, look. Excuse me. You look at the playoffs right now, and I think it's just it's just all a war on these uh, these series. And I think if you look at it, I mean, four seven game series. Um, to get through it, you obviously need luck, uh, great goaltending, you know, timely goals. It just, the list goes on and on. And you look at the playoffs right now. I mean, it's been unbelievable. I mean, I think the, uh, you know, you look at the series that, uh, went on yesterday, Washington. I mean, I, I certainly had, uh, the thought that Pittsburgh was going to close it out at home, but I think they're so sick of losing the pit that they wanted to head back to Washington and um, it's, it's going to be a good one. And then tonight with New York and Ottawa um, going back to MSG, I think it's going to be a really good game. Now you played deep into the postseason a couple of times. I mean, you got to a game seven in the West yeah. semifinal. You got to the, obviously the Stanley cup final with Florida. At what point in the postseason are you just, I mean, you're, you're just dead tired. I mean, you, you must get to a point where after 82 regular season games, then something like 20 postseason games, you're probably dead by the end. Actually, you know, during the playoffs, you just got so much adrenaline that you don't, you, you know, you got the day in between. You're kind of, you're just excited to play because that mentality of every goal is a huge goal. Um, where I think during the season, you kind of get midway February, all-star break time where, where things get long. But I think the playoffs, I, I, I think every game you kind of go through, you're just ready for that next one. And, you know, the adrenaline's there. The guys are excited. Uh, you're playing for the big prize. You want to get a step closer. So it's, I, I, I don't think tired's uh, – it could be tired, but I don't know one's saying it, that's for sure. And I know at one point in time when you're looking at the playoff hockey and you're seeing guys, their skill is on point, they're razor sharp – how much more effective is coaching, and, and how much more of a role does does the head man on the bench play when it comes to that playoff hockey atmosphere? Well, I think it's huge. I think especially at home um, when you do have the last change, getting who you want out there and get your matchups. Uh, but I, I think you look at all the successful coaches. I, I think they're, um, you know, they find ways. They they adjust. Uh, you know, you look at film after a certain game. 
uh, you make those moves, and I think you know you try to implement those to your to your team to make those changes. But I think the biggest thing in, in playoff hockey, and I think you guys probably have heard this before, is is you lose a game, um, you got to have amnesia. You got to forget about that game. You you got to get into the next game thinking, okay, we're going to take this game and move forward. Um, you win the game, uh, you try to better off that what you did, you know, try to continue that. But I, I think um, I think all the coaches, special teams, these these play you know are huge huge things in the playoffs. We know the amount of smack that you guys talk back and forth is insane, especially when you're down on that rink and then you get in the penalty box as well. But what about the amount that you guys got going on with the refs? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, how, yeah, bad yeah. Is the, how bad is the talk back and forth between you guys and the refs? Yeah, and I'll tell you, Ed, you know, I remember watching the 24-7 show on HBO where they're following around the yeah. teams that, that are playing in the Winter Classic. And the way that the, that the officials and you guys talk to each other, I was blown away. Yeah, I think, you're, I think some guys are getting away with with certain things, I think in the in the playoffs, I know from personal experience, you could call him, his dog, his whatever, every name in the book, and if he's got the balls to give you an un, unsportsmanlike penalty, <laughs> then it, it's gonna be crazy. So I think during the regular season, you better be careful what you say. You gotta have that respect for for the guys in the stripes, and I think the veterans guys are getting reciprocated respect. But I, I think uh, in the playoffs, you can go back and forth with each other. So but they're good. putting their whistle away a lot, too. There's some calls that you're just looking at, you're like, God, man, that would be called in a heartbeat during the regular season. So, I mean, things I can see the frustration level on, on players' uh, faces when certain things aren't called. Maybe you can help me out with this one as well. I had this conversation off air with Zaslow, my co-host here in the morning, and and we're talking about the whole Canadian thing and having teams finally, especially in the last couple of years, going this far. We got Ottawa in there right now. Edmonton's. We got Edmonton yeah, balling yeah. out, doing really, really well. Um, how is it that you might see it where a Canadian team being able to go against an American team as they move on, and even though it might not be your team, for instance, if I'm a, a Montreal fan, if I'm a Habs fan, but I see the Leafs in the in the finals or in the playoffs, I'm still going to root for the Leafs, especially if it's going against an American team. Yeah, and Ed, I don't believe that the Montreal fan is rooting for the Leafs. I don't care who they're playing. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Uh, but, Roms, I agree. I, I, I think I look at Edmonton Anaheim and me being a uh, you know, Canadian I want Edmonton to beat on Anaheim so bad. It's just Anaheim's a team I just don't like. I think you know they bond. I think Edmonton. You have that. You have that young team, McDavid. The list goes on and on. Drysaitel. They call, you know they call him the German Gretzky. You know, I mean this this guy's been unbelievable. So for for them to go into Anaheim is going to be a great story, and they're going to win Game Seven. Uh, but it's great for it's great for great for Canada. I so think when you play Edmonton, when you played Ed when you played for Vancouver those years, like there was probably extra pride for you playing for Vancouver. For for sure, for sure. I, I think you know you have the appreciation from the fans. I mean, it's the atmosphere at a Canadian playoff game. Um, it's going to be different than down here. It might not be as different as say MSG, but I, I think it's just a different uh, you know different feel, but. I, I think I can, it's good for it's good for the game. It's good for HRR in our league with uh, shared revenues that we have Canadian teams that are still playing. Yeah. So I think it's good for 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 everything. And I think it's absolute insanity when I'm watching Ottawa playing. I'm watching even even when the Jets yeah. were playing in, in Winnipeg, where there's really yeah. nothing else going on in that town. I don't care what sport you're talking about. I don't care what bar is popular that night. 
There's nothing else going on other than that game. Yeah, all Ottawa's got is the mints. They the got nothing else. city is insane, like a volcano, yeah. man. The barns are crazy. Fans are going nuts. I, I, can't, I couldn't get over it. Did you care, Ed? Was there a difference between, between playing home and road crowd for you in the postseason? Did that affect you at all? I think in the playoffs, I mean, you have to to, to win it all. You have to stay there. So you you got to find ways to win on the road. And, but I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, the the simple answer would be, yeah, you have your fans behind you. And I, I've won a game seven on the road, and I lost game sevens at home. So just like, I don't know which one. I think in hockey, the parity is so high. Where I was watching basketball yesterday, Golden State, and then Cleveland, both teams going eight zero. Yeah. I mean, this is like. Stinks. Dominance. And so might as well just hand it okay, here, just mail it in. Yeah, I mean, there's stinks. just really no competition. So um, hockey, you just never know. What is I the mean, hockey like, player? Perfect, uh, go ahead. Perfect example. Go ahead. Perfect example is this. I mean, was yesterday the pair of these two teams, you know, you know, for sure I thought Pittsburgh was going to, you know, show up a little bit more. But uh, I think Ovechkin is just sick of playing second fiddle to Sid that, you know, they wanted to, you know, force the game seven back home. You mentioned the NBA there, okay? When Ed Jovanovsky and other, uh, you know, great hockey players hear about the NBA players who want to rest, they got to take some time off. Well, you must think that that's terrible, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know. You're running up and down the court. I, I, I don't think in, in hockey, if you're going, you know, you have a handful of games that are left, and and you have uh, Connor McDavid that's going into Toronto, and he's not going to play. I think it's the same idea. I think you're going to raise some eyebrows. Hey, why isn't he playing? But I get where the coaches are are, are thinking, but I, I don't think it's uh, unusual to see people upset over it. I mean, you can't imagine one of your star players like I, I need, I need, I need to rest tomorrow, coach. I can't play. Coming from the player, I mean, never. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it before. Coming from a coach going up to a player, hey, Jobo, you want to take the morning off for, you know, this exhibition exhibition game? Ever got in a regular season game? Yeah, but right. exhibition game. But um, no, certainly not. What about in terms of what you're looking at guys like 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 Crosby getting thrown into the boards face first last night? Uh, how much of this guy is acting in terms of just getting thrown all over the ice? Because in basketball, you hear about the floppers. Is Crosby known as like that guy in, in the NHL? Well, I think it's been it's, it's been widely known that I mean he's known as the biggest whiner that yes. right. you know, he's always whining. But yes, well, given this though, I, I heard something yesterday on. During the regulars, give Crosby whatever people think about him for for all the injuries that he's had. Had the, the latest one with Niskanen, he's had ninety regular season hits this year, right? So you know the guy for a star player, he's still getting in there, getting gritty, fighting for the puck. He knows how to play one way. His teammate Phil Kessel, twelve hits all year. That's weak. So. You have a guy making double digits in millions or both guys, and you have one, your star player, you know, got 90 hits, and then you have, that was reported yesterday on Canadian TV, Nick Kiprios basically saying, let me say this with a straight face. (laughs) 
Let me try to say this with a straight face. And opposing teams and coaches are schematically going out and trying to pepper Crosby, right? Like, you know, it's known, no right? wonder, no wonder some guys just don't get hurt. I mean, I missed 300 games being hurt, but I knew I was going to go through a wall for a teammate. And if it, if it took blocking a shot with your head, you would do it. What bothers you the most these days? I, I mean, <laughs> your body physically, what bothers you the most? Well, my hips are my, my, uh, my hip that I had, uh, fixed was, is, is still an issue. Um, but other than that, I'm, it, it's all good. Nothing, all nothing, good. nothing I'm, to I'm, affect I'm, the old golf swing, though, right? No, I'm, I'm playing golf. I'll play tennis here and there. I play with my kids. I'm into motocross now. I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying everything. <laughs> always, uh, <laughs> al- always, always like talking to one of the uh, most popular yeah. Florida Panthers of all time, Ed Jovanovski. Yeah. We're, uh, we're 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 glad you're uh, still in touch with us and uh, and watching over uh, Romberg here every once in a while too, Ed. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Anytime you want to talk hockey, let me know. Thanks a lot, Ed. Take care, man. Appreciate it. That's Ed Jovanovski right there. Who uh, I've told the story before where he was traded from the Panthers to Vancouver in 99. And I had an authentic edge. I'm 17 or 18 years old. I had an authentic Ed Jovanovski jersey made. Who's my favorite? I had an authentic Ed Jovanovski jersey made. That's expensive, man. And the first day I got it back, you know, you got to take it to the store where they make these jerseys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't common, okay? <laughs> and the first day I got it back, first day I'm wearing Traded. it, it's trade for Pavel Bray. I couldn't believe it. It's the jinx. Sound it like your, like, sounds like you're a jinx. jinx. It was like $250, this jersey. Now, it was a great trade for the Panthers. It's a great trade. Okay, Pavel Bray. It, it was a great trade for Did the you Panthers. Do you also have a Glenn Rice jersey? Yeah, but I mean, I had that since like he joined the league. He played with him for six years. Uh I, I still have the Jovanovski jersey. Do you rock the Jovo jersey at Panthers uh, Arena? No, I haven't worn it in a very long time. Like, it may be kind of decrepit at this point. You know, it's 20 years ago. Very first day I wore it. Traded for Pavel. I couldn't. I was so mad. I, I couldn't believe it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.